Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to today's podcast of Chef Special on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. I am your host, Patrick Honeywell, and on today's Chef Special, I'm going to do something a little bit different. I won't be doing an interview today. I'm going to talk a little bit about our baking and pastry recipes and how they might change over time. So over the last, say, three decades, I've, been, I've worked as you know, a hotel pastry chef with Western Hotels. I've worked in R&D, uh, developed products for Costco and, and uh, other places as well. And I've, but I've had the, the opportunity to share and discuss recipes with other pastry chefs, bakers, home cooks, and found that many of them had something in their recipe that made it really special. It could have been an ingredient I wasn't using. It could be a different percentage of ingredients. So I want to give you an example of what, the, what, what I mean by that. So let's, let's talk about carrot cake. A long time ago, I worked at the Marriott in Anaheim, and they had a carrot cake recipe. And it was good. It was pretty good. But it, the thing that got that I really liked about it was if you're going to use an oil in a carrot cake, they were using peanut oil. And I liked the peanut oil because it gave it just a little bit of a different body and taste and color than I had in previous recipes I tried. Go forward maybe 10 years, 15 years, I was working at Alki Bakery in Washington State. I was their head of, uh, their pastry chef and head of R&D. And they had uh, a carrot cake recipe, which was killer. And what they did in theirs was they had a really high percent of crushed pineapples, and they also had coconut in it. But the key was, the recipe was just overall very good. But the key in their case was when they mixed it, they let it macerate or stay overnight in the refrigerator for a minimum of two days, sometimes up to three. And what that does is when it's sitting in the refrigerator, the acidity in the pineapple breaks down the coconut and it also melts up the sugars and you end up with this beautiful carrot cake, which would not bake if you baked it the same day you mixed it. So it's important you'd wait for a couple of days. So that's an example. The other thing is, uh, I believe it was there, that's where I first started uh, toasting my walnuts before they went in the recipe. I think a toasted nut really helps. So for the carrot cake I make now, and it's been the same for the last 10 years, I use the peanut oil that I discovered at the Marriott. And I like to uh, do the two to three day rest in the refrigerator uh, using a recipe kind of in between the two, but from the Alki Bakery. And that's got the lots of pineapple chunks with all that juice and also the um, uh, coconut, just a touch of coconut. And that recipe has stayed with me all these years. And it's amazing. So I got a little bit from the Marriott, a little bit from uh, Alki Bakery. Working at the Westin, we put our heads together and we came up with some other ones as well. Other examples might be, say, bread. I mean, bread obviously is huge. Right now, a lot of people are making bread at home uh, instead of buying it from uh, the outside. Um, so it's kind of a cool thing that they're doing, especially sourdough bread, which is a good thing for a couple of reasons. One, it's, I think it's a great to really know what, what you're getting in your bread. Bread that you buy at the store is different than the bread you make at home. Uh, typically a bread that you buy at the store has been made in a huge plant that has a lot of machinery. They do what's called a straight dough. They make a dough, a bread that has, doesn't have a lot of rest time. So it doesn't have a chance to develop flavors and fermentation. Whereas at home, you can take your time. You can use the ingredients you want to use. You can let it rest longer. You can uh, have a different percent of uh, starter. When we talk about chefs or, or cooks sharing ideas, there may be one person with a great sourdough recipe that might be more similar to a San Francisco sourdough, very sour and tangy. Then you might get a French guy or girl that 
they have a sourdough that to them is sourdough, but it's a little less sour, a little less tart. And because they may be using a little less of their starter in it, they might have a little different acidity. So there's all these cool things that you can do to make an adjustment. And through sharing, you come up with your, the recipe that you like. Today, I, want, I would like to share with you my brown butter macadamia nut tart recipe, which has also gone uh, through a couple changes over the years. And uh, the reason I'm going to be doing that one, it's, it's interesting. About four days ago, there was a knock on the door, and I look outside the door, and there's a box. And I go, what the heck is this? You know, USPS, I think it is, or UPS, or it was FedEx. Maybe it was FedEx. So I open the box, and I go, oh, my gosh. My cousin Angelica in Hawaii, there she goes again, sending these gifts. And one of the gifts was this big bag of macadamia nuts. And, of course, Sonia and I went crazy because we love macadamia nuts. And I said, wait, don't eat them all. What I like to do is make, instead of doing a, a, like a pecan tart or something like that, let me make a macadamia tar- nut tart, and I'll share the recipe and talk about it on the next podcast. And the cool thing about this is that, you know, people make pecan pies or pecan tarts. I remember back in the Weston days, a good friend of mine, Jim Cress, he shared with me his three nut tart. Well, the three nut tart, you can use hazelnuts, almonds, pecans, whatever you want, put them in a tart, and then, but the batter is typically the same, the mixture that you use. In this case, what I'm doing is tweaking the batter and using a brown butter uh, approach to it instead. So for the brown butter macadamia tart, you're basically using... A, si- a similar recipe to what you'd find in macadamia tart recipes or some pecan pie or tart recipes. But one difference, instead of just using melted butter, we brown the butter. Where nozette is, a, nozette I believe is a pronunciation in French. And it, anytime you brown butter, it brings out kind of a super nutty, really brings out the butter flavor and a, this really cool nuttiness to it too, which is awesome. All right, let's get started. Some supplies you'll need. Uh, you'll need a mixing bowl, a rolling pin, a tart or a pie tin mold, a small saucepan, and a cookie sheet pan. And that'll be to place the uh, tartar pie tin on. The first thing we want to do is go ahead and make the pate sucre or the tart dough that is going to hold the uh, macadamia nut uh, tart. Uh, So for that, what you're going to need is uh, all-purpose flour, three and a half cups, unsalted butter, two and a half sticks, three-quarter cup granulated sugar, one whole egg, one egg yolk, one teaspoon of vanilla, and an eighth teaspoon of salt. So first, you want to get your mixer with the paddle attachment and mix your sugars and the butter together till soft. So you might want to start with your butter a little soft and out of the fridge for a little while. It'll go a little bit quicker. And then you to that, once it's soft and smooth, you want to add the egg slowly. Okay? And then the eggs are going to be one egg, whole egg, and one egg yolk. You want to mix the egg slowly into the butter-sugar mixture. Go ahead and add your vanilla and a pinch of salt. Go ahead and turn off the mixer, and you're going to put all your flour in at one time into the mixing bowl with the machine off. And then you want to pulse the machine, turn it on and off, turn it on and off until it starts to mix and the flour gets in there, but it's not throwing everywhere in the room. Once it comes together, mix just a little bit more. Take it out of the bowl. You want to take it in your hands and form a disc, kind of flatten to a round circle disc. Then you want to put it in plastic wrap, press down on it some more. You could even take your rolling pin and roll it a little bit flatter in a round circle, probably about, an, you know, I'd say six to eight inch circle. And then you want to put it in the refrigerator for one to two hours. Now on a lightly floured surface, you want to roll out the dough. 
to about 12 to 14 inch circle. This is going to depend on the size of your tart tin, your tart mold, or your pie. If you're, if you're doing a 9 inch, this is about right. Maybe the 12 inch will be okay. A 14 inch or more would be better for a 10 inch size. So it depends. You want to roll it to about an eighth inch thick. Okay. Then you want to pick it up. You can pull, roll it back onto the pin and then let it fold into the uh, tart tin uh, carefully in, inside the tart tin. And then you want to press down on the inside and make sure that the dough is pushed all around on the inside and into the bottom corners and on the sides. And then you want to trim off the excess dough on the top. Take this and put it in the freezer for about 30 minutes. You want to shock the dough cold. After that period of time, you, in the meantime, you want to preheat your oven to about 400 degrees. Take that out of the freezer and then you take a piece of parchment paper, a larger piece, put it on the top of your tart and you want to put uh, either black beans or rice inside and press it down. And this is going to basically, when you blind bake uh, a, a pie or a tart shell, you want this to hold it in place so the sides with all that butter inside, you don't want it to fall uh, and then make it shorter. You want it to stay the right proper height on the sides of the, of the pie or, or the tart tin. So you want to put it in the 400 degree oven, maybe bake it for say 20 minutes, maybe 15 to 20. And then you want to take it out, carefully remove the paper with the beans or the rice, and then put it back in the oven again for probably seven or eight minutes. Now you're going to dry out the shell. It's going to be nice. If you don't do this pre-bake, it can be kind of a soggy dough. You want it a little crispier when you have your finished product. Okay, so take it out and put it to the side. Okay, let's make the filling for the macadamia nut tart. Uh, the first thing you want to do is you want to measure out one and three quarter sticks of butter, unsalted, into a small saucepan. And you're going to melt this. This is going to become the brown butter. So you want to start in low temperature, low heat, until it kind of melts down a bit. Then you could turn it to low to medium and let that get going. That, as it starts to boil, uh, maybe give it a light stir a little bit here and there. And then it's going to start browning up. Kind of keep an eye on it. You don't want it to burn, but if you want it to be brown, you can actually... Get your nose kind of towards it. You'll move your hand towards your face. Pull the air into your face and you'll go, oh my gosh, this is ready. You'll smell this beautiful brown butter smell. So it's going to be kind of a, a light caramel color, you know, not, not too dark. And then take it off the heat. So once it's off the heat, let it sit. And then in your mixing bowl, you're going to place five eggs, six egg yolks, one half cup brown sugar, one half cup granulated sugar, a half cup of corn syrup, and one teaspoon of vanilla and a pinch of salt. Okay, so with the paddle attachment, you can use a wire whisk, but let's say that in this case, we'll do the paddle attachment. You want to start uh, mixing and kind of start slow, then start going medium, maybe medium fast. You want to get a little bit light and fluffy. So it's, you know, it's, it's nice. It's melted uh, the sugar up a bit and the eggs are getting a little bit lighter. Then you want to take your uh, br uh, brown butter and then turn the machine down so it's going, going kind of slow. And slowly pour it in while the machine is on. Let it keep going, okay, until it's completely incorporated inside. Then you could turn off the mixer, take it off, and now you've got the filling for your tart. So take the tart shell that you've already baked and it's ready to go, cooled a little bit. It can be a little warm, but that's okay. And you're going to take macadamia nuts. Again, you can, you can substitute other nuts, but in this case, we want it to be the macadamia nuts. And put macadamia nuts on the bottom of the whole tart. And then pour in that beautiful brown butter mixture, all of the macadamia nuts. Let it kind of ooze over each nut until it's, each one has been touched by that. Pour until it's almost to the top. Don't go quite to the top, but you don't want to go too low because it'll lose a little height after it bakes and after it rests. 
Now you have the oven. Now it's going to be set at 350 degrees. Drop it from the 400 to about 350. It can be 375, depending on your oven. On the cookie sheet, with that tart that has been filled with the filling and also the macadamia nuts, put in the middle rack of the oven and then set it for probably around 40 minutes, okay, approximate, and let it bake. You can check every now and then. It's meant to be brown, beautiful color, and then you, you'll see that in the middle it's not jiggly. It's nice and it's just barely firmed up. And then take it out of the oven and let it rest, let it cool, and you've got a killer brown butter macadamia nut tart. So after your macadamia tart has cooled a bit, you can, uh, it's pretty easy to cut. You can use a French knife or a serrated knife and cut pieces. It's, it's very rich, so it's good by itself, but even a little bit of a, maybe a scoop of vanilla ice cream uh, is very good with it. But again, it's, it's amazing on its own. This also freezes wonderfully. So if you cut what you need and then if it's kind of a large piece, again, it's very rich. You can put some in the freezer, wrap it really good, you know, maybe in a gallon bag and freezer bag and then put it in the freezer and then you'll have some that you can share with your friends. When you make your uh, pâte sucre, your tart dough, if you make a little bit extra, you can always use it later for small tarts. You may, you'll probably have a little bit extra that you can use. You can also roll them out very thin and then cut, use a cookie cutter and cut little cookies with it that you can bake off and then dip halfway in chocolate or something like that. It's kind of cool, whatever size you like. And then also with the filling, if you have any extra filling, uh, you can do other types of tarts. You can do an almond tart. You can do pine nuts. You can do a, a mixture of different tarts. It's pretty cool. It's always good to have some of this on hand. So let's go back to the carrot cake just for a moment. Now, many people enjoy uh, nice cream cheese icing. I do with a carrot cake or a spice cake or things like that, even a banana cake. It's just fantastic. Now, even the recipe on that, of course, can be a bit different depending on, on your taste. Um, in the past, I used to do, let's say, one pound of cream cheese to four ounces of uh, butter. So that'd be one stick of butter and then uh, powdered sugar and, and then uh, maybe a squeeze of lemon. And then also I would use lemon and vanilla. But you can change up. You can do a little bit more butter. You can do half and half. You can do whatever uh, suits your taste. If you have any thoughts or ideas that you'd like to see for recipes, write to me if you can on Facebook or, or also on Instagram and let me know what you think. For all of you listening out there, Chef Special is part of the Believe Podcast Network. Check it out at believe.com and follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Patrick Honeywell. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.